God, we thank you for your sacrifice. God, we thank you that we get to stand here today and sing how glorious, how wonderful. God, we thank you for the life that you allow us to leave, live in the, the presence of your grace, in the presence of your love. God, we are just so grateful as we stand here in your sweet presence this morning. We're so grateful that you love us, that you move towards us first, and that your sacrifice makes everything else possible for us. God, thank you for the joy that knowing you brings. Thank you for each day that you continue to love us, knowing us as you do. God, we thank you for the sacrifice that your son made for us and that when you look at us, you just see Jesus. God, thank you for loving us in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, for those in the room, you can look around and say a COVID-safe g'day. Uh, For everyone online, a special welcome to you. It's great to have you joining us today. Um, watch out for the links that are going up in the in the chat while I'm talking, and um, please make use of those as you can. That'd be great. Thank you. You guys are so well behaved. There was no hugging. There was no touching. Do you want me to stand down here? Is that okay? Um, welcome to church this morning. Um, we keep saying this, but we will never take this for granted again. Will we having people in the building and being able to look around and see our church family around us it is just so fabulous. Um, being humans, we probably will get used to it again, but anyway, for now, we don't take it for granted. Um, if you're new online, especially if you're new, I don't think we have anyone new in the building because can't do that at the moment. Um, but anyway, a special welcome to you. We'd love to get to know you better, so make sure you say hi in the chat if you can. That would be great. Um, while I'm talking to you, the um, online cards are coming up, so uh, please make sure you make use of those and fill those in. Anyone in the building, I don't mind if you get your phone out and use one of our online connect cards or a giving card or anything like that. I won't be offended. Um, So make sure you check in. So everybody who is in the building uh, should be here because they're registered and checked in. And you also need to do that QR code thing on the way in as well. So that is two things you need to do. Two, not one. Um, Everybody online, if you could also check in to the online part of the service, that would be fantastic. It helps us to know that you were engaging with us today. Um, So we... Obviously, are rolling with the punches at the moment. We're just looking. Um, Brad um, keeps very on top of what the news is saying as to how many people we're allowed to have in church, uh, and it can change quite rapidly sometimes. So we all need to like be connected and knowing what's going on there. So just yeah, keep up to date with that as much as you can. Um, we've got a lot of social things um, coming up. So there's a lot of events that we're planning. Um, and, and we have to continue to plan as if these things are going to go ahead, but sometimes they won't. So uh, we'd love you to be registering for the events as they come up. Um, one significant thing that we're doing this Saturday is the um, ladies' craft cuppa and chat. So once a month, the ladies meet here in the in the hall and get together and bring their crafts and eat and drink and um, yeah, make relationships together. So we're adding something to that this 
month, so we're going to have a craft making, uh, a card making afternoon. Seriously, I'm not coping. Sorry. Um, anyway, so we've got somebody coming along who's going to teach us how to make really cool cards. So if you could register for that event, that would be fantastic. Um, and we will have to wait and see what kind of numbers were allowed actually on the day. But um, if we can register for that, that'd be great. Uh, it says 9.30 a.m. on here, but I know that that's not right. So it'll be 1.30 p.m. <laughs> in the hall. Uh, um, all right, so I just want to talk to you a little bit about Alpha as well. Um, so we've got a couple of photos there uh, that are going to go up. And I'll, um, that is the team. That is your Alpha team for sale. Um, and that was our, on our last night. And that is our cooking team. <laughs> oh, Anyway, we particularly celebrated those two because they worked harder than the rest of the team put together, I think. Um, so we, we recently finished Alpha. That was taken between lockdowns and uh, we were able to get together and celebrate with a meal together to round off the Alpha course that we'd done. Um, and I just want to say, linking back to Brad's sermon uh, last week where he talked about the body and every part um, doing the part that it needed to do. And, and the Alpha team um, was just a real uh, good expression of that for me recently. Everybody was operating in their sweet spot. Um, the, the leaders and the helpers and the kitchen team were all doing the thing that we should be doing. And because our kitchen team was amazing, it released us as leaders to be able to focus on the course and helping people um, actually go through that. So literally we as leaders would rock up with the, the crew and eat a meal together uh, and then we got to walk away from that and go and run the Alpha course and, you know, be interacting with people and focused on that. And then when we came back out, magically everything had been tidied up and supper had been laid out for us and um, it just was fantastic so that was for me that's a great expression of what pastor brad was talking about last sunday um and while we're talking about alpha we're going to probably in the um fourth term we're going to do a fast alpha that's what we're going to call it um you heard it here first um so we're going to kind of speed you through alpha and we're putting it on for our, our church people our sbc people um and we are going to fast track you through Alpha so that you get to see what information is contained in the course. Um, it's kind of like an exposure thing for you guys to know what's in there um, and we'll do one night where it is like a real Alpha course where we have a meal and then we do the course as it would be because we want you guys to know what's in there, how fab fabulous it is, how brilliant it could be for your friends and so that you will then feel confident about inviting your friends to do it when we do it properly next year. Um, it's really important, like we've had some, we had some Christians do it this time, some SBC folk do it this time, and they said, all the years I've been a Christian, I never thought that I needed to go through that, but that was super helpful to me, in my understanding, but also gives me the confidence now to invite my friends, and I know how important it is, so um, when, we, when we launch Fast Alpha, sign up for it. We'll, it will be a limited number, um, but we'll make it bigger than it would normally be because you know, we're just going to speed you through it. Anyway, hopefully um, you'll all do what you're told. 
That's all I've got. Um, so everything else, you get the newsletter. Uh, check it out. Read the newsletter when it comes through. There's all sorts of important things in there. There's a, there's a group that we pray for every week. So there's a list of people. If you like to pray, uh, there's a list of people that you can be praying for on each day every week. So have a look at that and use it. And there's a list of birthdays in there every week. So you can be saying g'day and uh, helping people have a happy birthday. Uh, make sure you're kind of engaged with your church family like that. Anyway, let's, let's stand and we'll all pray together. Um, we've got some people having challenging situations. There's people uh, with some surgeries coming up and um, people are having great times as well. We Church family helped a church family move yesterday. So all of the good things are happening as well. So let's join together in prayer. God, we thank you so much for this amazing church family that you put us into. God, we thank you for the privilege that is ours to be able to call ourselves your children. God, we thank you for the way that uh, we can love and support one another through the challenging times and um, for being able to rejoice and celebrate together through the good times. God, we pray for those who are uh, in a challenging season of life right now for whatever reason that may be. And God, we know that your presence in their life changes all of that for them. They may still have to walk through it, but they know that they walk through it with you. God, we thank you for the, the promises of your word which tell us that you never leave us or forsake us. Never, ever, at all. For any reason, you never, ever leave us. God, we thank you for the difference that that makes to our lives, for, for the way that you call us to reach out to people in your name. And God, we don't stand here as super strong people or in any way gloating about the relationship that we have that makes everything so different for us but God from our position of strength because of the way that you love us for the way that you equip us and resource us God from that position of strength we reach out to those around you to affect them to draw them closer to you And as we read your word and, and see the mission that you have for each one of us, and as we sing these songs uh, that, that talk about the difference that you make in our lives and the difference that you want to make in the lives of those that we love, God, I pray this morning that we just ask, what is our part in that? What do you want us to do? What have you equipped us for? What have you gifted us for? How can we serve people in your name? And as we look at the week ahead, God, we know that, that you do go with us, that you have work for us to do, that you have a mission for us to be on. And God, I pray that you use us, that you use uh, the giftings that you've given each one of us, that you use our position of strength because of you to further your purposes in the lives of those around us. In Jesus' name, amen. God, we thank you this morning that we can pray, we can sing to you. And God, we thank you that you hear our prayers. We thank you that you hear us when we lift our voice. And God, you've made a way for us to, to enter into your presence.
And God, I pray that this morning as we lift our prayers, as we lift our concerns to you, our praises to you, God, that you would lift our faith as well with it. You would cause us to to trust you in a way that we maybe never have before. God, especially for those that are facing uncertain times and days ahead. God, that you might remind them of the life they have in you, of the future they have secure in you. And God, we pray in these next moments, in this room and in the in the many rooms that are around at the moment, watching this and and tuning in, God, we just pray that your presence might be felt, that your voice might be heard, and God, that we might uh, take what we hear this morning from you and apply it to our lives. We thank you for this, we praise you, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning. Add to Pastor Jackie's welcome. It's great to have you here. Good morning, those online. There's probably more people online than there are in the building. Um, and that's just the way it is at the moment. I mean, if you got here, if you got a spot in the building, then congratulations. Well done. Um, it's great that we can have a few people here. And um, I guess one thing I just want to remind you of this morning is one that we are limited in our capacity um, at the moment on Sundays. It seems to be that at least for the foreseeable future, I think we'll have capacity limits put on us. Uh, And so you'll need to register to book a spot for Sunday. Um, And if you register, uh, just a friendly reminder, if you register, please turn up to take your spot because like this morning, we've reached our limit and had to sort of, people have been waiting outside to see if the people that are registered were actually going to turn up. Uh, And so it just makes it awkward to sort of, juggle our numbers. So if you're registered and you know that, oh, I can't make it Sunday, that's fine. Just cancel your registration or ring up or let us know so we can cross your name out and then open it up to somebody else who wants to be here. Um, If if you want to be here, um, make sure you register. I think probably next Sunday's event will open up tomorrow and so you'll be able to jump on the Church Centre app. Is the easiest way, or the website, is the easiest way to do it. Just um, click the buttons and do the thing. If you get stuck, can't figure it out, just call um, the office and I'm sure Beck will be able to get you in. Um, and don't feel like you're, I mean, there's been a lot of people thinking, oh, I want to, I don't want to take someone else's spot, I don't want to take someone else's spot. And and everyone sort of does that. Um, just, I mean, obviously, if you want to take it in turns, that's great, but don't feel like you can't come. Good on you, Bonnie. have been too distracting for all the people at home. Um, cool. Um, also, for all those that are asking, no baby news yet. Still safe and sound inside the tummy. Not mine. Um, thank goodness for that. I don't know how um, you girls do it. It's amazing. Um, hopefully, uh, soon. Um, speaking of soon, next week, we are starting a new series, which I'm really excited about, called See Stories of Hope. Um, and if you remember last year, in the middle of lockdown, uh, and you were tuning in every week online, at, on, yeah, I remember sitting on the, on the deck having a bacon and eggs for breakfast every Sunday morning, watching online um, and watching the different stories and testimonies that we filmed. 
um, and we're doing that again starting next week. Not that we're planning to be in lockdown again next week, but in case, uh, and whether we're in the building or not, we'll still be doing it. And um, I've already been doing a couple of those stories this week, and there's some really encouraging stories. So make sure you come along, tune in for those. Sorry, I've got a few announcements, um, extra things to tickle your ears. Um, something else that's really exciting, it's not happening next week, uh, but next year, um, we're exploring a ministry sort of opportunities in, in two um, areas, one in Locksport and one in Yarram, um, and just praying and seeking God to, to say, what is it that, um, what are the opportunities that we can um, uh, capitalise on to, to invest and, and just have the gospel spread in these areas that, um, that we have people that travel in to sail um, and, and attend our, our church from these areas, but they're really passionate about seeing something local start up. And so we're just working with those people, praying. Um, and I guess the opportunity for us here in this room and part of uh, the sale, people who live locally, um, is to, to ask and pray, would you consider being involved in something um, in Locksport or Yarram for a one-year period? So for 2022, um, as a part of launching something in these towns, and we're not sure exactly what those those things are yet, but would you consider being part of a, a mission opportunity to see something start in these towns? And if, and maybe you just want to join in and, and be a part of a, a prayer team for these areas, then um, by all means get in touch. But if you want to commit to, to being a part of something and, and travelling there on a regular basis and, and joining the teams that are already there, they'd love to have someone that's already part of our church that could help them start something. Um, and so if that's something that you'd be interested in exploring... Um, feel free to get in touch with me. I'm sure um, we'd love to explain and, and explore that with you a little bit further. But keep praying for these um, these areas um, and and what's happening there. It's really exciting, and we'll have more to say um, over the coming months um, for next year, which is cool. All right, now let's get into the main thing. You got your Bibles, got your phones, got your screen in front of you. Psalm 119 going to read not the whole chapter, because if you know a Psalm 119, that would be my 25 minutes, if I read fast, allotted. Um, Psalm 119, the longest book, the longest chapter in the Bible. And what's the shortest one? Just right near it. Anyone? Bible trivia? Here you go. 117, yeah. Two chapters earlier. We got a two verse, it's like David got, oh, better... I went a bit short on that one, I better fill this one in a bit more. I don't know what he thought, but I like to imagine that's what he thought. Anyway, giving you time to get it. Psalm 119, verses 1 to 16, uh, says this. How happy are those whose way is blameless. Your version might say how blessed, uh, who walk according to the Lord's instruction. Happy are those who keep his decrees and seek him with all their heart. They do nothing wrong, they walk in his ways. You have commanded that your precepts be diligently kept. If only my ways were committed to keeping your statutes, then I would not be ashamed when I think about all your commands. I will praise you with an upright heart when I learn of your righteous judgments. I will keep your statutes, never abandon me. How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping your word. I have sought you with all my heart. Don't let me wander from your commands. I have treasured your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. 
Lord, may you be blessed. Teach me your statutes. With my lips, I proclaim all the judgments from your mouth. I rejoice in the way revealed by your decrees as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and think about your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. God, we pray as we come around your word this morning that we might hear your voice. Uh, God, would you help us to be good soil this morning that takes your word and and has it um, take root and produce fruit in us and the lives around us. Uh, Holy Spirit, we invite you in to to teach us your truth this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I don't know if um, this is if you've um, ever had counselling or professional sort of help before, I know that I have in my times, and I think um, it's a good thing for anyone to have, and um, if any time you need uh, help, there's, there's no shame in, in getting professional help, professional counselling. And I remember one of the things that I was taught, and, I'm, and this is, I mean, part of the reason for, I'm letting you in on my darkest secrets here, um, part of the reason for... for counselling for me was to help me understand my emotions because I'm, if you talk to especially my wife, Alana, I'm a, um, not so in touch with my emotions uh, and not as, as, as in touch as I could be and one of the things that I learned early, early on in my counselling sessions was this phrase, mad, glad or sad. And so this was the, the big idea is uh, at any moment, can you tell uh, yourself, can you identify if you're feeling mad, glad or sad? And for some of you thinking, oh my gosh, Brad, and you're leading our church? <laughs> and this is what you need to learn? I know, it's scary, isn't it, for all of us? Um, but it was, it was a big uh, thing for me just to, to help me understand, and I've still got a long ways to go, in knowing and understanding my emotions. And I think um, when we look at this, this chapter and this uh, passage, uh, and we see how happy are those, or how blessed are those, for some of us, we have this understanding of like, I know what that is. And for others of us, we think, oh, I don't really know what it is. And, and maybe um, on social media, you might see you know, hashtags, and you might see hashtag blessed. And people put, um, I mean, I'm big on the gram. I've got my millions of followers, and I use hashtag blessed all the time. Um, and people will like, you know, a, a burger, hashtag blessed, or a, um, I don't know, whatever. See a sunrise over the beach with their um, dog, hashtag blessed, uh, or whatever it is, and, uh, and we can have all these sort of images that are perfectly taken at the right time with the right settings, right filter, uh, hashtag blessed, uh, and we can have this distorted view of what it means to be blessed, what it means to be happy, and what this biblical idea of blessing and of happiness really means. Uh, and for some of us, we can, we can read this, how happy are those or how blessed are those, and we can think, well, what that really means is that, that, that we're successful, that we have a, a good life. You know, maybe things like a, a loving marriage, good kids, good jobs, comfortable house, car, health, friends, financial security. Like these things, and when we have all those, then we're, we're blessed and we're able to go, yeah, I've got, I've got that. I've got that which is talked about in the Bible, blessed. And these things, when we have them all, can easily lead to a life of self-dependence. When we, if you ever get to this moment and you have all these things that I've just listed, you can get to a point where it's like, I'm self-sufficient. 
I have all I need. Life is good. Uh, and, and actually what that does is it drives us away from God, it drives us away from needing anything, and, and that's a big part of the problem in uh, the Western culture is this self-dependency of, like, when I need something, I can get it. I can be self-sustained, and it's, it's hard, it makes it hard for the gospel to spread because we don't have a dependence on God um, like some other people do. But that's not what blessing means. And hopefully, um, if you've read the Bible a little bit, you know that that's not really the biblical idea of blessing, and that's not what um, David, and that's not what uh, the writers of, especially in the New Testament, when, when Jesus talks about blessing, and if you read about his ideas of blessing, um, they're nothing to do with success. They're nothing to do with having it all or having anything. Uh, and blessing in the Bible never uh, refers to material circumstances, but rather it does uh, refer to a, an inward satisfaction, a deep satisfaction, deep knowing or contentment of life, regardless of circumstance, regardless of what's happening around you. A good definition of blessed is being fully satisfied, regardless of life's circumstances. Because if our blessings are external, if they come from other things, other people, other avenues, then they can easily be taken away. And the blessings that we see and hear about in God's word are somehow dependent on other people and other things. But of course we know that our blessing comes from God. It comes from who he is and what he is doing in us and that can never be taken away. And so this is the blessed life that I think is being talked about in Psalm 119. And so David, the writer of this psalm, uh, talks about what it means to be blessed and how you get there. And he tells us that it's not from having a nice car or a nice horse or chariot or whatever he had. I'm sure there was a Ferrari chariot you could get back then. Um, but it was something else. And so listen to, listen to what he says. And, um, and the other thing I want you to know as we dive a little bit into Psalm 119 is that it's... Uh, it's made up of the the, um, the Hebrew alphabet, um, and so it's like an acrostic poem. And if you've ever done poetry at school, you know that A, and you start with A, and anyway, it's sort of like, I imagine like that, but if you know how to speak Hebrew, it would make more sense. But each eight verses is sort of like a, a verse of the poem. And so in these first eight verses... Uh, if you want to have a look through as I'm talking, you can see that it's uh, a verse. It's sort of sectioned off. And in this first eight verses, David is talking about how you live or how you get to this blessed life, how you achieve, how you are in this happy, blessed life. And he says this. He says, How happy are those whose way is blameless, who walk according to the Lord's instruction. So blameless, I mean... If you've got kids, you know that they're always blameless. If you ask them who made this mess, I didn't do it. I mean, we've got two kids like that and they've never made the mess. Uh, it's always somebody else. Uh, I didn't do it. And so, I mean, that's, that's how we get blessed is if, to be able to say, I didn't do it. I'm blameless. I have, not, I have no fault. Uh, this was not my doing. This sin is, that you perceive is not mine. It's somebody else's. Blameless. Second verse goes on, happy are those or blessed are those who keep his decrees and seek him with all their heart. So this sense of being undivided in our heart, 
being completely devoted. I mean, it echoes the love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind and strength. So we are happy, we are blessed when we seek him with all our heart, when we are undivided. Verse 3 sort of echoes verse 1. They do nothing wrong. They walk in his ways. Again, this idea of blamelessness. Having no fault. Verse 4, you've commanded that your precepts be diligently kept. Every single detail of all the laws, of decrees, diligently kept. I hope you can see, begin to see where this is going already um, as you read this and you begin to think, oh gosh, this blessed life is, oh, maybe I don't have it, maybe, I, maybe it's hard to get to. Um, if only my ways were committed to keeping your statutes. Committed. And so, and it goes on. I mean, the, the bar is set so high right from the start of this uh, this psalm, and, and I think the danger of reading this psalm is, um, or any any passage like this, is that we can uh, convince ourselves or believe that okay, this is okay. Oh, I've just got to get better. I've just got to come on, come on, Brad. Let's just do this better. Let's come on, heart, get in this. Um, we can be blessed if we do this really, really well. I mean, no fault. Okay, I mean that's pretty tough, but I can give it a go. Um, and we can sort of gear ourselves up to, to think that this is somehow attainable, this high bar. And, and I hope that you know, and as you read, and as you especially hear messages from here, that the gospel is this constant reminder of that you can't, but he can. That the bar is constantly set to this point that you will come to the end of yourself so that you will rely on him. And this is no different. And this is the first verse, and he sets this up so that at the start of the next Verse, listen to the first thing that is said. How can a young man keep his way pure? I mean, he sets this up so he's like, this is how you live the best life, but how can it be done? How can anyone do this? How can anyone do this? The bar is set so high. And how can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping your word. It's like David has set this up poetically, (laughs) Um, that this is impossible. How can you do this? How do you stay pure? How do you stay blameless? How do you stay committed? How do you do nothing wrong? How do you stay diligent? And the answer is all around this idea of God's word, of keeping it. In verse 11, I've treasured your word in my heart, he says, so that I may not sin against you. Holding on to it more than anything else. Verse 12, Lord, may you be blessed. Teach me your statutes. With God's help. So this impossible bar that David sets up, and then he begins to delve into the importance of God's word being treasured in our hearts, the importance of God helping us keep the statutes, keeping the word, teaching us and showing his word. And then in verse 15 and 16, I'll meditate on your precepts and think about your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Meditation and delight in God's word. I guess this morning um, I want to share this thought with you because uh, a couple of weeks ago I shared from Mark chapter 4 um, and we talked about, uh, and, a, and a week before that, we talked about this idea of discipleship and the importance of listening to, to God's voice and obeying it. And the idea of discipleship being this... Um, around these two big questions that we can ask ourselves. What is God saying and what am I going to do? 
So constantly hearing God's voice and then obeying God's voice. And that's basically uh, a simple, not simplistic, but a simple way of thinking about discipleship and how we uh, grow in our own discipleship and how we then disciple others. What is God saying? What are we going to do? What, are we, what is God saying? What are we going to do? And then you can chuck a third dimension in there if you want of how did you go? So that accountability um, idea in there as well of making sure that you're doing what you've heard God say you should do. Thinking back to Mark 4, Mark 4 is a parable that Jesus taught, uh, the first parable recorded or the first gospel written of the seed sown in the soils. And so there's all different sorts of soils. There's a good soil, there's a rocky soil, there's a soil with thorns, there's the path. There's all different sorts of soil and, and depending on what the soil is like, depending on how well the seed grows and how long it survives and then uh, what happens to it and uh, the point being that we want to be good soil. We want to be good soil. And in the parable, there's uh, sort of a definition given of the seed. The seed is God's word, right? The seed is God's word. And the soil and the farmer are not really defined. There's no sort of God is the farmer. The farmer is whoever plants the seed. And so we talked about a couple of weeks ago the idea that we are supposed to be both the soil and the farmer. At different times, we are both the soil and the farmer. We are the farmer for other people, and we are the soil when the word is spoken or read. And so we have this dual, dual idea in the, in the parable. But the one thing that remains constant in the parable is the seed. And the seed, you can't choose what that is. You don't get to decide if the seed is just good advice or uh, inspirational song or quotes or... Um, some idea that someone came up with and you think, oh, that sounds great. The seed is constant and the seed is defined as God's word. And so at different times we're the soil hearing God's word, taking it in, and other times we're the farmer telling God's word, planting God's word. And that's what the message was really focused in on, that, um, that we are to take God's word and plant it in other people's lives so that fruit will be produced. And the fruit was not only a, a better version of us or, or um, sort of the, the fruit of the Spirit, so to speak, but also more people coming to know Jesus. I mean, that's really what the fruit was in the context of when you read that parable. The fruit is really people coming to know Jesus. And so we talked about this idea, taking God's Word and and. Um, and being good soil, and being good soil is really about obeying God's word, listening and obeying. And again, the common thread is God's word. And so I guess this morning, it's a simple thought, but a big idea I think that we can't miss. That the seed or the life, the thing that actually produces fruit, is God's word. You can be the best soil you ever want to be, with the best water from the mountaintops of Switzerland and have the best sun of, I don't know where the best sun is, I imagine the same sun everywhere, but I'm not a scientist, so I don't, can't say that for sure, but the best sun and the best climate and the best everything, but without the seed, nothing, absolutely nothing, no fruit. I mean, I'm not a gardener, but I know this much. If I want a tree, I can't just cut off some branches from a tree and just chuck them on the dirt 
and chuck water on it and hope that the, well, I mean, it's got the branches, it's got all the parts of the tree there. Get some roots and just, again, chuck them on. That's not how it works. It's the seed. In the seed, life comes. So blessing, this blessing that is talked about in Psalm 119, doesn't come from external, but it comes from within. Because the seed is planted, and in the seed is life. And the seed is God's word. So often we can get caught up in our Christian walk and our discipleship journey of this idea of putting on. I've just got to try harder. I've got to behave better. I've got to have a better attitude. I've got to watch what I say. And all those things are good. They all have their place. But in and of themselves, it's like just chucking sticks on the ground and hoping that that's going to produce the fruit. I mean, there's plenty of people that don't have God's word that are great people. Very kind, very generous very loving, very forgiving. But without God's word, they don't have the, the life, the faith that produces fruit, which is more people coming to know Jesus. And contentment of their own life, the blessing that comes from within. Blessing comes from when we take God's word and let it take root in our heart. We can do our best, we can try to live our best life, but you won't find life or blessing in it. In fact, you'll end up finding dissatisfaction in it. You'll end up finding shame and guilt when you don't measure up to the standard that's set out in the first eight verses of that psalm. You go, but I didn't keep all the decrees. But when God's word is planted deep in your heart, you'll understand that the grace that comes along with that, that even in our failure, we're still righteous. Without that seed, we don't know that. And we can't be blessed and we can't be satisfied in the midst of our failure. The seed carries life of even the biggest trees around. The soil, the water, the sun cannot produce a tree or fruit on their own. But life is in the seed. And when the seed is planted, the external elements, they make a huge difference. And so that's why the parable of Mark 4 and the soil is... I mean, it's a huge idea for us to understand that we are to be good soil and and all that comes with that. But without the seed, it doesn't matter. You can be in the best church, you can be in the best small group, you can have the best worship times and you can have the best prayer times, but without God's word, it's all nothing. Without God's word, without his voice, it's nothing. So in our hopes of discipleship, in our hopes of growth, of living a blessed life, let's not forget that it all comes down to God's word being deep in our hearts. And from that blessing, life changes for us. Behaviours change, attitudes change, our words change. Because life is found in a seed. Then we can echo what David says in Psalm 119. Let's just read the first two verses again. How happy are those whose way is blameless, who walk according to the Lord's instructions. Happy are those who keep his degree and seek him with all their hearts. Blameless and seeking with all our hearts. It comes from the life found in God's word. And so this morning, I don't know where you're at in your own walk with Jesus, but I know I need this reminder often. 
that in my striving, in my efforts to be a better Christian, I can only do that for so long in my own efforts. I can only try to put on behaviours and try harder for so long before I just get worn out and think I've messed up again. I can't do it the way that it's described. I need this reminder that life is actually in God's word. And when I continue to meditate and delight myself on his word, life comes. Blessing flows from that. Change comes from that. It's the miracle of the Holy Spirit working in us. The living word working out of us. And so maybe this morning, maybe you're watching this at home, maybe you're here in the room, and you find yourself in that situation where you've just been trying your best to be a better Christian and you just, instead you're walking into a, what feels like a hallway of just shame and guilt and despair of not measuring up. I'd love to pray for you this morning for you to come back to, to God's word, to remembering that life is found in, in what he has done and who he is and the words he has spoken. Or maybe this morning you're, you're watching or you're here in the room and, and you want to be a Christian and you think it's just about living a better life, being a better person. This morning, it's nothing to do with what you can do. The, the bar is way too high for you to ever measure up. Grace comes to you through the person of Jesus, through the words he has spoken and through the work that he has done. And you can have faith, you can be a Christian, you can follow Jesus, not because you're a good person or because you measure up to a certain standard, but because he has and he took your place. And I'd love to pray for you this morning as well. So as the team are going to come up and they're going to do one more song, I'd love for us to stand and to be in prayer. And if you're a follower of Jesus, I just want you to just, just be praying for people around you, praying for people that are watching online at the moment, for people who don't yet know Jesus especially. For them to see and to know um, the truth of Jesus. And so God, this morning I pray for those people that who feel like they don't measure up. They've been followers of you, maybe for a short time, maybe for a long time, and they, they, fall, they fall into a pattern of um, looking at themselves and, and trying to be a better person all the time and just instead feeling full of gain, uh, um, shame and guilt. And God, I pray this morning that they might come back to the truth of your word and know that life is found in, in you alone and in your word the truth of your word. God, I pray your Holy Spirit would remind them that they are loved and cherished by you, even when they don't measure up. And God, this morning I especially pray for those that don't yet know you, that aren't followers of you. God, that are hearing this message and and wondering, how do I have this blessed life, this sense of contentment, satisfaction, despite what's happening around me. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you might give them the faith to trust in Jesus, to turn their life towards you. And to hold on to you. And God, that they might have the the courage to tell someone about that decision. 
God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it is alive, it is active, it is the living word. It transforms us, it changes us. And God, we pray that you would help us to treasure it in our hearts, to delight in it, to meditate on it, like you tell us to. And God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for all that you're doing in us and through us. And God, we pray that you would help us to hear your voice even more this week. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.